Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media at Fuse Marriages or join us for our conversation by emailing us at info at fusemarriages.com. All right, Mr. Coulter, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good today. Good. You know what I mean? A lot of things are moving. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of different pieces, but you know, I got an amazing partner to go through life with, do these things with, raise these kids, business stuff, personal stuff, Come on now. family stuff. So yeah, I'm feeling Trying real good. to make good. it do what it do. Trying to. <laughs> got to, man. We only got a short while, you know what I mean? Let's go on and do it. They say short, but you know what I mean? It's relative, but you know what I mean? We got to just go, hey, make something happen. Trying. Yeah. Leave something behind. Leave something. That's the goal. That is the goal. So we got we got a, a real topic we jumping into today. Man, we today. got a super real topic, right? Yeah. I think um, a lot of people may fall into this by accident. Right. Um, and the topic we talk about is emotional cheating, y'all. Emotional cheating, not physical cheating. That's a whole nother level. That's a different time. That's a different conversation. Right. But typically physical cheating is the result of emotional cheating. Mm. Emotional cheat first and then you go to physical cheating. Both men and women. Both men and women. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, easy. People can fall into it. Easy. Mm-hmm. And I say it's really unsuspecting, right? You don't necessarily think you are doing anything wrong, but just it kind of leads into something else. So you might know, but it's that one step that yeah. you give yourself permission to take. And then you give yourself permission to take another and another and you end up just far down the line in, right. in a situation or a relationship that is like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm making some some pretty big mistakes. It happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. So we have a we have an article we're going to read. It's, I mean, yes. we, y'all may know about it. If y'all don't, there's a, a, a pastor named John Gray mm-hmm. came out recently with some stuff that he may, you know, had did whatever. So we can just read the article so we can kind of yeah, yeah. discuss so a little bit. Yeah, so let's jump on in. Okay, so this article actually came out from Yahoo News November 2020. Um, and it says... The popular South Carolina pastor of the Relentless Church has been accused of cheating as far back as 2019. In an interview on The Real um, in March 2019, Pastor Gray said his affair was emotional, not physical. He claims that when he and his wife were having problems, he confided in someone other than a counselor or a pastoral leader and admitted it was wrong, despite Gray's instance um, that he did... Or, insistence that he did not physically cheat on his wife however there remains speculation that the affair was not in fact more than emotional yeah i think just even that last sentence there there's speculation right when you emotionally cheat it's like people because you're like did y'all just dog mm-hmm. that's it yeah like that talking didn't lead to nothing so like you yeah. almost plant the seed in other people's mind your spouse's mind like okay how i know though yeah but there's something there's something for me um in this article and not just John Gray, he's just like a face to kind of this conversation. Um, But the idea that emotional cheating is some less are somehow less detrimental than physical cheating. Like even the article says, um, you know, like, or or I'm sorry that John Gray says through this article, like, Oh, well it was just emotional. It wasn't Mm -hmm. physical. That to me is almost more, and this might not be all of you guys. So let us know what you think, but that to me is almost more dangerous. That means that you've created a connection with somebody outside. Okay. Well, we just sleeping together. I needed to get one off. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I mm-hmm. was having problems. I needed to feel physically like attractive or whatever. Um, but the fact that you would give yourself in this kind of internal way, right. in this, in this, this connection that I'm having with somebody, um, where I'm sharing my thoughts and I'm feelings, that's a deeper 
level, like almost more hurtful because to have an emotional connection, you have to spend a little more time, yeah. like a physical connection, call somebody up, hey, what you doing, what's good, you know, let's right. let's meet up, uh, emotional connection, you are, you are pouring out your feelings and your perspective and your thoughts and you're getting feedback and you're sharing back and forth. I think that that's even, you know, a more challenging, a more challenging place to be. No, I think, yeah, I think it absolutely is deeper. So I know I can speak for myself, you know, in some early relationships, I didn't know what emotional cheating was. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, you got emotion, you emotional cheating. That's the same thing. Somebody like told me, like, you know, that's the same level as you physically cheating. I'm like, what the, whatever. If you go sleep with somebody and, I'm, and you talk to somebody, them two different things to me. Okay. That's what I, you know, the mental aspect of where I was in that immaturity. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking about like, okay, you know what? There are steps to physical cheating because mm-hmm. you're going to cheat in your mind before you cheat physically. In most cases, most of us ain't going out there being an HO and going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. HOE mm-hmm. is ain't this HO. Mm-hmm. Ain't ho okay okay H O E. Why are you gonna spell it out and then, and then hey, say it? Just well, you say. brought up you had to correct me, so I was like, I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, H O E. Okay. I think back in school, I think I just put on my. You know what? She is a. We didn't put the e. I don't know. That's, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Told you you'd be correcting. I ain't got no problem with I mean, that. You know, we Keep a team. Right. I'm trying to help. Keep we try right. to help each other. You know, Keep we got right. each other's back. <laughs> right, but like I didn't, I didn't necessarily know like that really would affect somebody. Cause I'm like, for me, I'm like, man, if you talking to somebody versus sleeping with somebody else and we together, they make the same. Mm-hmm. But like when you, when you go to the deeper part of like, okay, hold on. My girl gave herself mentally and emotionally somebody else. Or my dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I ain't, I ain't, yeah. I can't even, yeah. That'd me. be hard for a lot of women because guys don't generally as freely give themselves. Yeah. yeah. So if you're that's with somebody though. that's not, that's not true. Oh, okay. That's not true. Hey, talk to me because you people you just said guys don't freely give themselves I think generally generally okay generally i think guys generally do give themselves Ooh. it's just they may not be giving themselves to you but I, that's where i was going with that is that it's like okay well he's not exposing who he really is to mm-hmm. me but he's talking to this chick over here like mm-hmm. why not me so it's even a a, a more kind of ooh, how why come like right. why couldn't i right. have that part of you right. that can be even that could be devastating yeah. to the relationship, almost o- unovercomable. Not to say that it's not. So there are some people in our audience that have dealt with this. So we would really, truly value your perspective and your Absolutely. opinion. How did you overcome? If you did, why was this so challenging um, for you, either on the the male or the female side? So when we were talking about this um, mm-hmm. conversation, you were you laid out like three key areas in which yeah. emotional cheating is more prevalent. Yeah, I think they happen in, in certain areas, right? It can happen in other areas, right? It can happen randomly, I guess. You're in a grocery store and you kind of meet somebody and start to have, I mean, that can happen that way. But like, I think some of the top reasons are, at least about the first one is, you know, work, mm-hmm. right? Because typically now, now we're in, you know, COVID, whatever, but typically we're going to a physical place and spending time with these people on a day in and day out basis, right? If we look at what happened, say in John Gray's case, he was going to, you know, his place of work, you know what I mean? And then you're having some conversations with some somebody evidently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just speculating here that, you know, and then it kind of just led into something else. Hey, I'm having a bad day. Oh, why don't you tell me about it? And he started talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, man, just working. You know, I've got all this pressure on me to say any other. Oh, it's okay. You know, give myself, you know. That's, that's your woman. Yeah, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, just keep talking. 
you know, type of deal, whatever. So it was like, but then he said, okay, man, I feel, man, keep talking, okay? I can't talk like this at home. Hmm. I'm going through like a scenario. I don't know if this is true or not. So, you know. But we talked about this before, like yeah. being a safe place for somebody to land, like you yeah. being, um, and that doesn't mean that there can't be conflict because I think a lot of times it's like this weird fine line between, okay, how can I have these real conversations mm -hmm. and still be safe and still be like a secure home or a secure relationship. Um, and you always have to kind of tread that line because you can't be so light that you're not really addressing things and you're just brushing them under the carpet or scooting them to the yep. back aisle. But you also can't always be like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, so that mm -hmm. people feel that like, okay, I can't even talk about what's mm -hmm. going on in my life because of all this nonsense or we can't even talk this out because there's always chaos. Yeah. So I find that that one in particular is really interesting because it's so, um, you know, it's it's so covert. Like when mm -hmm. we talk about work, a lot of times, hey, we're just we're going out as a group, going out to eat lunch, or you know, they stopped by my office. I was having a bad day. I just kind of let it out, or you know, they just asked me kind of what what kind of things I'm into and showed interest in that, right. or talked about the pictures on my desk, or or, or whatever. Um, and then those are those progressive, like we talked about in the beginning, those progressive, really small steps. Um, that can lead you down a path if you're not very conscious and very aware. And nobody is, um, you know, immune to this. Like we talked about, this can happen in the church. This can happen in the classroom. This right. can happen, you know, anywhere that you go. Because I find that it's just, it's those little steps that if you are not being deliberate, you can walk down that path and be like, hold on, hard mm -hmm. stop. You know, like, no, no, no. Right. Like, I have something more important. Um, than that. So we said, you know, that's the work. Those are the people that you talk to every, every day. Um, and they're generally more friendly. And on top of that, we spend a lot of time with the people that we work with. Um, 100%. so we leave in the morning. Some of us, you know, you leave in the morning, you say bye to your spouse, you go to work, you're there all day. And then when you come back, it's back into, it can be like logistics. And we've talked about that on a previous show, but it can be, okay, now got to get dinner, clean up, do this run the laundry, sit down, eat, chill out, go to sleep. Yeah. And you're not spending as much real intentional time where you're spending eight, nine hours with somebody else. You might be spending two, three, and then yeah. say like, okay, well, they're my weekend spouse. Like we talked about that on a previous show. We've, yeah. we've covered some of this because it is so yeah. um, prevalent in our society today. So think about work, just kind of to add on to it. It's like, and it's kind of maybe other areas too. It's like, you know, most of us got a, a we're thinking about something, mm -hmm. right? And most of some some of us that are quiet, you know, I mean, you know, I'm good. I ain't thinking about nothing. Most of us men, we kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm good. But we thinking about something, okay. whether it's about that next bill or that next vision or dream you're trying to do or something going on at work or you got family dynamics or you're dealing with some tragic and, in, in, you know, in other areas of life. And we'll say, I know as men, we'll say like, okay, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. And like some people will let that go, like. The other spouse may let that go. Like, okay, you say you're good. But another person come in like, okay, I know you're not. I know you don't want to talk to me now, but like leave the door open. I want you, I want to make sure I'm going I'm to keep tugging. They try to keep, get you to talk about whatever's going on. Cause I see you being different. Mm. I see your mind is turned. I see you ain't moving. Like you, you know, you ain't your jovial self. You kind of like, man, you coming home talking about you tired. This, that, and the other. I just want to just chill out and relax. And like people kind of give up. Spouses give up and say, you know, oh, okay. He said he was good. Or she said she was good. And like and somebody else will come in and be like, yeah, I see something going on. You know what? Just 
I spent some, you know, they started just, you know, I call it spitting that game, but like really they just they just really sharing themselves and they end up falling into Can some kind of Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. I think most times it doesn't happen like that. Sometimes it do. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What I find um the the biggest challenge is knowing where to draw that line. Because mm-hmm. when we when we're counseling and we're talking to people, it's like, well, they're nice. You know, they're just they're just nice or they're mm-hmm. just somebody I work with. Um, and then they get too, too close. It gets too intimate. So I think, a, um, a certain amount of, well, not a certain amount, a complete amount of, um, self-awareness is really important. Um, being discerning is really important because you can't just be like, oh yeah, we're good. You right. can't do that. Another one that you talked about, um, was friend relationships. Jump into that. Yeah. I mean, some of us have like long-term friends that have been with us forever, right? Mm-hmm. Five, 10, 15, 20 years. And they've been our go-to as far as, hey, we got a problem. We're going through something. We go talk to them. Mm-hmm. It's just easy, right? We can be out, we got that familiarity with them that, hey, that history, mm-hmm. it makes it easy to kind of say, hey, let me just talk to them about what's going on with my spouse. And even if it's like even not like actively kind of going through the details of it, but they that outlet though. Mm-hmm. Like, man, yeah, man, she tripping up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, even how to, like, get in her mind space. She over here talking about, I need to cut the grass, go pick up the kids, cook. Like, man, I mean, I can't, I don't understand. But, like, that's a conversation between having you and your and your wife you should be having. Mm-hmm. If that's something, if you had a real issue with it, because you having it with your boy, now you come on, you come home, you feeling good. You're like, okay, I got that off my chest. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me go on for another week. And, let you know what I mean? And the cycle just keeps going back, back on and on. And ultimately, like, you getting further away emotionally from your spouse. Yeah. I think those, um, you know, the opposite sex friendships post marriage mm. can be very challenging. Okay, hold um, on, hold so. on. Opposite sex? You mean like saying you a female, you you married to me, and you have a male, like best friend? Best friend? Hold on, best that, ain't, that ain't that ain't that ain't so, that ain't possible. Um, well, <laughs> that ain't possible. Not possible. Oh. That ain't okay. possible. That's my personal. I don't think that's possible. There's some people out here that be like, oh, he's been my friend for for fifteen ain't, years. Ain't, like hey, what you if saying? y'all doing that, you need to cut that out. That's trouble. That's trouble. Not mixing words today. Yeah. Ain't no man going to sit there and let another man be a best friend to his wife. I don't think that's possible. Oh, we got to hear from y'all. And if he is okay with it, he not okay with it. I'm just telling you, he like, he, oh, okay, that's where we're going to take it. Okay, cool. I wonder if it would be the same. Like, it's like, okay, you're going to kick it with your dude best friend. Well, I'm going to go kick it with my, my chick best friend. You know, like mm-hmm. the opposite sex. So, I don't know about that one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think that you cannot have um, peers and friends of the opposite sex, but I just think you got to be real careful how close they are allowed to get to you and your family and how much you share. Because I I do think that the definition of friend changes as you get older. Um, And as some of the relationships um, become more defined, as your marriage becomes more defined, you know, there are a lot of people that would say, all the people in my wedding... 10 years later, I don't, I don't talk to as much. Not right. everybody will say that. Um, but say, Oh man, yeah, right. that was, that was my bridesmaid or that was my groomsman. Like, huh, I haven't talked to him about 10 years or 15 right. years or whatever. So I think, um, that that friend terminology has to be defined. Um, but as we're talking about it in, in this conversation, we're talking about emotional cheating, um, mm-hmm. and, and what that looks like in the context of relationships, what that looks like in terms of, um, in terms of friendships, you know, like, Oh, okay. We, we discussed work. Hey, 
I'm emotionally cheating when I'm connecting with somebody in my office or in my place of work. That's they're getting a little bit too close to home. And then you have those friends that you're toting the line where mm-hmm. you're sharing more with them, even unintentionally, but you're sharing more with them than you should be. Um, and neglecting having those same conversations with your spouse. Um, so it's, 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 it's kind of this, these weird evolving relationships. And in these relationships, you have to be, again, I guess my word for today is intentional. You have to make sure, hey, I'm prioritizing my husband. I'm making sure, or my wife, I'm making sure that they feel esteemed, that they feel safe, that they can have these conversations with me while still maintaining relationship, but putting them in their proper place. No, absolutely. I think, I mean, there has to be, like you said, a line drawn. It's like, to me, that line that needs to be drawn is like when your friend or your, you know, whatever part, you know, your partner, whatever, say partner isn't like, you know, that's my boy. They become your source. Mm-hmm. They become your source of your outlet mm-hmm. versus your spouse becomes your source. So you can cheat with same sex. Oh, absolutely. By if, just being like emotional, getting it out. Get, yeah. Just with your friend and not even, because that's an interesting um, distinction. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm talking to my girlfriends. I'm emotionally cheating on my spouse just because I'm not sharing these things with my spouse. Right. I'm instead sharing them with my longtime friend. Right. They my source. They my, they my, they my outlet. The stuff I share with them, I don't share with my spouse. And that's or, what you meant when you said, okay, then I go back home. I'm good. I I'm already good. got it out. I'm got it out. Like, I mean, that's off my chest. Mm-hmm. Okay, how you doing, babe, today? I'm good. But you didn't have a whole two-hour conversation wow. about them. Mm-hmm. And you looking, they looking like, okay. But not with them. But not with them. Mm-hmm. About them, but not with them. That's like, the, okay, you said that. Mm-hmm. With them, but not with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? About, about them, but not, not with, with them. them. Yeah, rather like, oh, like man, that that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's again, another tough one to overcome. Because then the spouse that's not being spoken with feels a sense of betrayal. Like If they find they, out. Well, Yes, if they find out, they feel like, well, how could you share that with them and yeah. not talk to me? Well, what did I do wrong? Well, you said you didn't have anything to say. You were really da da da, and that can go both ways. I speak in the woman's voice. I can't do like you, like da 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 da, and be like, well, I found somebody else that I needed to not talk bad. to. Thank you. <laughs> That's not bad. That's kind of just don't talk to me like that ever in life, though. <laughs> Roll over. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to hey, me. Baby, I promise good. you, I might elbow you in your side. But hold on, what you thought? Okay, just yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't have the kind of relationship issues. That we yeah. Okay, my husband's life. scared that I'm talking Real to him. Hey. <laughs> okay. So another one it's that we talked about. Uh-oh. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> I got to be safe out here. All <laughs> aspects. We a hot mess over here. So, but another one that you talked about, um, we talked about work and we talked about friends. Mm-hmm. Also family, like emotional cheating with family. Yeah, That's really I think, interesting. I think this is a good one here. Just this interesting because it's just a, you know article we kind of discovered mm-hmm. about that kind of talks about it. Like, how can you emotionally cheat with your family? Okay, well, let me tell you. Let me answer that question. Okay, go ahead. So um, there's the director of Marriage and Family Clinic in Denver, um, Aaron Anderson. This is what he said. Children are naturally empathetic, so it's easy for parents to cross the line unintentionally into making their child their spouse. That's like a big conversation, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about like um, blended families or single parent households where you're attaching to oh, your yeah. child um, and making them your partner. And then when you get into a relationship, what does that look? But the article continues, which is placing children in situations where they feel more like a spouse than like children. It continues. It's not a conscious effort to exploit their kids, Anderson says, but the parents think it's much easier to talk to my child. They care for me and they give me a hug whenever I feel down. Um, There are two types of um, 
there are two types of this, which is called the instrumental parentification. Um, this refers to kids caring for younger siblings or taking on household tasks. This is generally less damaging to children. The more problematic type is emotional. So we have the the kid that is kind of taking over household yep. responsibilities, helping raise kids, and we've either seen it or been a product of it in yep. a lot of our households. So that's one side of b- being uh, made to be an adult too soon. Yep. Then the other side is um, emotional, in which parents, through um, a range of behaviors, turn children to fulfill their turn to children to fulfill their emotional needs. Kids who regularly experience the latter can take on an unhealthy role. Um, you know, being the parent therapist, best friend in the parent child relationship. And that second um, portion is from fatherly.com. So whew, That's a lot. there's a lot in there. Yeah. So we're talking about now we're emotionally cheating with our kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to mention this cause we talk about blended families, but emotionally cheating with your kid where, you know, if you had a relationship and this is our, you know, this is also our story because mm-hmm. you were a single father um, raising our oldest yep. and you know, you know, that was the home. It was you guys. It was you mm-hmm. guys kind of figuring it out. And then trying to make um, a distinction when somebody else comes in, not necessarily just us, but um, for those of you that, hey, my kid was, you know, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen when I got married. Right. And I always felt like I had to look out for my kid. I had to talk to my kid. I had to check on them emotionally and turning to the kid prior or without potentially turning to the spouse. Like, how does that work what are your thoughts yeah no so yeah so actually i probably have lived at least that first part of it where like you said being a single dad had a have have a daughter Mm -hmm. that you're raising Mm -hmm. and like you know what i mean like we're almost like living life together Mm -hmm. there was nobody else that was coming in and out there was no other relationship so there was the years in there where you know what hey it's your turn to clean the kitchen Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean it's like it wasn't like hey clean the kitchen this is your responsibility no it's like it was just different, like mm-hmm. how my mentally kind of processed it. And then it came problematic, I think, where I met you. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, how do I, how do you turn that off? Mm-hmm. Because she was my, my, my daughter was my, was my partner for five, six, seven, eight years of like living life. But like, but then she grew up into a, a, you know, a young lady, you know, early teens. That's all she knew mm-hmm. was just me and it was me and her. And now you bring another woman into a grown, grown woman into the picture. She's like, hold on, how she? Why she? How your how your daughter doing? What? She riding weird. the front seat? I was riding the back seat. <laughs> that was real. Like that was real. Like I mean, I don't. I don't. Why, why would I? I don't make up stuff. Yeah. You know that by now. Yeah. Yeah. So we ain't gotta say it's real. Everything we talk about is real. Cause Everything. like honestly, to why we say stuff is she says it's real. Cause like we just share us, right? We got yeah. we not perfect. We go through all kind of stuff. We didn't see stuff, dealt with stuff. But like something that happens. Yeah. It happened to me. It happened to somebody else too, right? Well, you know what? Hey, my son, me and my son, we riding. I've been with raising him. You know, he riding the front seat. Hey, man. Hey, girl, you got to get in the back. My, you know, I picked my son up from school. And she probably like, what? Like, hold on. That's my son, though. He's like, hey, my, he like, that's my son. My, my son, he's my, mm-hmm. my, we been riding. Or like something as simple as like making somebody's plate or doing, you know, making somebody's bed or something like that where yeah. it's just, it's just the way that you've done life. Or yeah. any length of time, and then somebody else comes in the picture, and it's hard to make that shift. Yeah. It's hard to say like, okay, it was he and I, and now it's he and I. You know that now I have to make this distinction. It's hard also on the kid because they've been the adult. Yeah. Um, they've been 
you know, hey, this is what I do. You're king, I'm queen, or vice versa. And then somebody else comes, and it's like, wait a minute. Like, and then they feel displaced. They yeah. feel uncomfortable. And that's when you can start to hear kids complain, like, oh, I don't like them. Or, you know, I don't, well, what, what do you not like about them? Well, they, you know, they make me make my own bed. Or they make me do the laundry or, or whatever yeah. it is. That can be an uncomfortable place for a kid because they've been elevated to be equal. And now they're being pushed back to, no, no, now you're a child. So that does create some dysfunction um, in our children that we have to take ownership of. And we have to say, okay, I did this. What do I need to do? And there are options, again, um, I always talk about therapy, but there are options for um, therapists. There are options for making sure that you are good within the context of your own home, having those spousal conversations, reading books, all of that, because there is so much to it um, when you have made that choice. Now, what about... Um, which might hit a lot of y'all because I can, and I understand and relate. What about when you're made to be um, the parent in terms of like a responsibility, like, Hey, taking care of younger siblings or household tasks. What is, what is that from, from what you got out of this article and how it might apply to our listeners and ourselves? Yeah. I mean, to me, I think that sometimes, you know, just where typically that could be a single parent situation where you got other siblings and just in that parental role, Hey, I'm the oldest. So you're responsible for taking on, right. Mm -hmm. For taking on, whether it's, hey, making sure the doors are locked, making sure your younger siblings are fed, making sure they do their homework, which is the parental role, right? Mm -hmm. That can happen where even if you got two parents, that can yeah, happen. They don't absolutely. Have, they don't have to have two a single parent. Yeah, two or... working parents. So mm -hmm. that's just one of them things where, like, you're looking to your oldest to kind of take on the responsibility. Maybe your spouse should be taking on as far as just making sure everything is good at the house. So. As I think a, that that one's a little trickier mm -hmm. um, because it's a fine line. It's a fine line between teaching responsibility and accountability and making that um, that child into the you know the covering for the home, the protector mm -hmm. of the home. Because I know when I was growing up, um, I was always I was the protector of my siblings. But when my mom came home, I was you know I was a kid. Yeah. When my mom or my dad wasn't there, I'm the oldest. You know, y'all better listen to me. But when somebody was there, it's like okay, I better. Yeah. I'm gonna scoot on under there. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna get that. Who are you talking to? You know, what right. would you say? Um, so I think that that parenting is tough. Um, it's just, it just is. It just, it just is. Um, so I think connecting with other couples that yeah. have kids, that um, people that are mentors to you, that you can, that can advise you. I think that that's just a, a conversation that we all need to continue to have. Like, yeah. okay, I'm watching my kids. Other people see my kids making observations, making. Um, Making like real, having real conversation around parenting, having real conversation around um, emotional relationship with your kids, your spouse, um, your friends, your family, because all of it can kind of shake things up. All of it can make things a little bit more. Um, um, there's a lot at stake. I yeah. guess. There's a lot at stake. I think the yeah, absolutely. I think the, the the biggest one out of there is like, let's say, you you know, you got two adults or two, you know, uh, uh partners trying to like, you know, build a relationship, stab each other. And then you have another parent on the outside and you're like feeding into that other parent. So they say, you know, you have an older parent, they need your help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mama's older. She needs you, you know, she's sick. She doesn't the other, but your mom has made you your emotional support, her emotional support, mm -hmm. or your dad is like sick or whatever. He means most support. And then like, to me, that's almost the bigger, bigger issue. Cause it's like now that takes the whole like dynamic of we're trying to build something, but I, now you're pouring into your parent hmm. and that that's to me, that's the most dangerous at all of them. Hmm. Cause like, that's the one that's like, man, okay. When how the do the kid you, is pouring into their parent? When the kid and the parent put basically they have, they have their bond is so tight 
that it interferes with the relationship, excuse me, the mic, it interferes with the relationship of the, of what they're building as a husband and wife. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's, that's deep. So the relationship of the parent child has shifted. Now, is there a time that it does shift? Is there an age when it's like, okay, this is, this is now a different kind of bond. I don't know if it ever should. Right? I, don't, I think that line has to be drawn, right? Where if the other spouse feels like, hey, hold on, man, you over here. Every time you call them, they call them to say mama boys, right? I mean, you're a mama's boy. Because every time mama's call, you running over there. She need anything. Hey, mama going through it. Mama lost a job. Mama needs some food. It's like you pick up the call or get in the car, burn down the road, trying to get to mama. Mm. Now that's y'all, y'all, y'all partners. Mm-hmm. Y'all in relationship. Ooh, that's a deep conversation. But I also just want to mention before we close out our session today, we're not talking about um, relationships of trauma um, when there is a different kind of attachment. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you definitely need to seek counseling for because it is something that is so um, that that goes a little bit deeper. Why you have that connection. Right. So um, I, I know we could we could keep talking about this. We want to hear yeah. from, from you guys on this, but we just thank you so much for joining us. Make sure that you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and check out our website for more content and resources, FuseMarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.